right? We shouldn't wait till the new year to set the goal. I think if you were going to make a dramatic change or if you're going to do something, if you were going to step into a new opportunity, wouldn't you want to set the goals before you get to the new opportunity or would you wait till the opportunity comes for you to set the goals? Okay. Question is, would you wait for the opportunity to come or would you just take the opportunity way before it comes? So I'm going to be talking about the importance of setting goals, how to set them, breaking them down, and a 3, 6, 9, 12 method. 3, 6, 9, 12 method. All right, so stay with me here. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. have goals okay so I want to ask you have you set a quarter goal because we're about to step into the first quarter so my question for you is have you set yourself a quarterly goal right do you have something for the first quarter that you're gonna work on that you're gonna launch or are, are you still in the idea of setting resolution right so I used to set New Year's resolutions because I would I would, at the end of the year, I would want to resolve all my problem in one month. So in January, I'm like, it's a new year, new me. So I wouldn't resolve all my problem in one month. So I would put a new year resolution. What I found out was just because, why would I want to resolve all of my problems with a resolution when I can set the actual things to do constantly so I don't have to wait till January 30. Well, December 31st to resolve all of my problems per se. All I'm doing is I'm setting goals to improve myself throughout the whole year. So we have minute by minute goals. Okay, maybe not, not that extreme. But we're gonna start with quarterly goals. So three, six, nine, twelve. First quarter is about to roll around, and we're in the fourth quarter. Now is the best time to be planning for the first quarter. Why is that? Why is it the best time to be planning for the first quarter? Well, you don't want to step into the quarter and then say, oh, what am I going to launch? Or what am, how am I going to grow? No, no. Let's have it before you get into the quarter. It's like before a team gets into the fourth quarter to huddle up, they like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's the strategy. Here's the game plan. Okay. And they're like, yo, here's my game plan. And this is what I want you to do and this is what we're gonna do so they get in a huddle and then when they get in the fourth quarter they have a different momentum so i'm gonna ask you to set not just a goal but set a strategy for the next what's, what's today's date the today is the 16th we had like 15 days 
yeah, 15 more days. Set a strategy for the next 15 days so that way when you get back on the court, you're like, shots. So what's the strategy I've been doing? What's a major goal? Well, I'm literally leaving 2020 behind by letting the feet, the species, the feces of 2020 excrete from my large intestine. Okay, I went to science here. So basically, I'm backed up with ish. And I decided to clear up the ish before I get to 2021. So before I step into the first quarter, I want to leave all the BS from the last four quarters. So I'm detoxing. Okay. So in, in, in a simple form, if you start to detox before January 1st, you don't have to resolve your eating habits. You will realign everything. You're going to have a sense of clarity. I'm on day three of my fast. I feel great. I, I knew after day two, I would feel better. Now I feel mental clarity. I've been, I've been, that fast is helping me. So what is that doing for you? Well, while most people is waiting till the first, by the time you roll into the first, you're rolling in with progress, right? Some people are rolling in with, oh, resolutions. You're rolling in with progress. So some people are going to have a 15. I want to lose 15 pounds. I want to lose 30. And then you stepping into it be like, I just lost 15. You'd be like, wow, I've already resolved that before 2021 got here. So we're going to work on setting some goals, but we're going to also work on letting go so we can set some goals. Letting go so we can set some goals. What do I mean by that? We have to clear out the food that's within us, that's backed up. First of all, that's the first letting go. Then we have to do an energetic cleanse. So many things this year may have threw your energy off. I don't know, but it's been a, a, a very rocky year. So how can you release some of that energy from your body? Like, how can you sit in silence? In the beginning, I talked about how fasting and communicating with God. How when you do have a fast, you have a better opportunity to sit in clarity, to meditate and breathe and do all the good stuff that's going to give you a sense of wellness. So while you're fasting for the next 16 or uh, seven days, whatever you choose to do, use that time to sit, meditate, to really get in touch with whatever spiritual practice that you do, to, to pray, to every day feel like you're releasing the tension, right? For the next couple of weeks, get a massage every week. So that's two massages, release the tension, release the backed up. And another thing is communicate, right? Don't go into the new year and holding and letting people have real estate in your mind. What do I mean by that? Real estate in your mind. Yesterday I was talking about, I was like, yo, they're not even paying rent, but they still occupy space in your mind. You need to start charging these people. Right. You'd be like, man, you keep thinking about this person and what they did and what they didn't do, what they should have done. Why are they taking up space? So practicing the art of forgiveness before 2021 is going to allow you to step into it without letting people take space in your mental real estate. Right. So we have to evict some people. How are we going to evict them? OK, well, one of them is simply forgiving them. Forgive, forgive, give forth what you would like to be given unto you. Right. That's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to forgive them. Now, it doesn't mean we're going to forget, but we're going to forgive. We're going to give them 
and give ourselves the healing energy of understanding that we all are human beings. So that's how you evict them. Now, you don't give them a piece of your mind to evict them. When you give them a piece of your mind, guess what you're doing? You're actually giving them a piece of your mental real estate. So don't give them a piece of your mind. Make sure you get on the same turf. <laughs> Man, I'd be down with these analogies. Make sure you get on the same turf. If you get on the same page. So communicate with them so that they know what's happening. Right? So get on the same page with people you care about. Or flip the page. What do you mean? Well, there's a chapter for everything. Right? There's a season for every environment. Sometimes you're growing out of a certain relationship, certain friendship. So part of letting go and letting God, part of letting go and letting yourself grow is understanding the seasons. We just went through a winter time. You probably went through a tough winter time with somebody. And now you're going to January. Still winter, but you know what? Let's leave them in December. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to forget this person exists. It's just, it means that you're not going to allow them to take up space in your mental real estate. And if this person wants to come back and he wants to rent some space, they're going to have to start to pay for it. Now, how do people pay for your mental space? Well, you have to have rules for your house. Um, somebody says, you walk in my house, make sure you wipe your feet. I'm going to wipe my feet on the on the mat before I walk in the house, but you let people walk into your mind without without washing their feet or wiping their feet or let them take their shoes off. And what do I mean by that? Here's exactly what I mean by that. Have somebody ever called you and then they just dumped a whole load of shh on you? I make this kid friendly, so I try not to curse. Have somebody ever like, hey, let me call you. And then you think they'll bring you some bananas in a smoothie. You're like, man, I'm drenched. Let's, let me hear a good friend. Let me have a banana and a smoothie. And it's a ring, 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 ring. And then all you hear is BS, BS, BS. Just shh on you. I mean, don't let people walk in your mental house and drop in your, on your floor. Right? So as we end the year, I want you to analyze who brings me stuff and who takes away. Now, E.T., my mentor, the one person who, when I was in high school, motivated me to want to succeed as bad as I want to breathe, and then now I'm breathing as bad as I want to succeed, has said this one thing. Don't let people come in your house and bring a to-go plate. Don't let people come in your house and get a to-go plate. You got to make sure that they bring something. So how do they pay your rent? Rent in your space? They got to add value. It's called like a potluck. What are you bringing in? So you want space in my mind, you want to be in importance to me, then add value. So how do people rent space? They rent space when they add value and they respect your values. It's not something where, hey, if I just add value to you, um, that, then you should give me everything you want, I want. No, that's, well, you can add value to me, but that could be manipulative. But if you respect my values, then I know that not only are you bringing, but you're respecting. So it's like respect my mental house or respect my emotional home, right? You say, put some respect on my name. <laughs> so somebody walk in your mental house, what are you bringing in? 
Are you cleaning your shoes? Which means, are you getting rid of all these negative words, negative thoughts, negative, uh, are you speaking life to my life or are you speaking demise, right? And then at the same time, are you respecting my house? My rule is make sure you take your shoes off. Are you gonna do that, okay? So that's the way I look at it. That's the way I look at it. And what that's gonna do is really gonna help really get into the 2021 with some respect. So nobody's gonna put some respect on your name unless you put the respect on it first, right? If you put respect behind your name, they're gonna respect you when they see you, right? So you gotta start to place respect and to, to respect, let's go in retrospect. <laughs> okay, where is this coming from? Let's go in retrospect, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Let's, let's go in retrospect so we can see what happened. And then as we inspect that, we're going to either retreat or we're going to push forth. Retrospect, what has brought value to you, to your health, to your mind, to your relationship, to your finances, what communities in retrospect. And then now I want you to inspect these things. How and what, how has this drained me? Hmm, what do I need to let go, let God, so we can grow, right? So let go, let God, and let's grow, okay? Let go, let God, and let's grow. So I found out that I used to want to do everything by myself. And then God always told me, listen, I know you have this desire to really impact people's lives, but... You speaking is one thing, but if you co-create with me, man, whew, we're going to add so much value, right? So I used to be hesitant, hesitant and bringing up God because I would think people religions and whatever. So I would say the universe, right? To be respectful. Then I said, forget that. I'm going to say God because that's what I believe. And then when I co-create, I see myself growing. Now, why wouldn't I want to say God? Well, because I felt like, uh, well, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> so I don't know, the, the, the preacher's going to come after me if, I, if I'm mixing this practical knowledge and this holistic knowledge with the godly knowledge. I was thinking about what they're going to say. But when I started letting go and letting God <laughs> speak through me as I do the works the way I do it, I found out that I touch people's lives more. And I found out that people who truly rock with you is not going to skip by, pass a message because uh, something that may spark their religious beliefs. So letting go and letting God is recognizing the godly power within you to create with the creator. So as you set goals for 2021, you are co-creating your life with the creator. This is the point I wanted to go with. You're gonna co-create your life with the co-creator. I was watching a podcast I did, I saw, and it said, co-create, I said, I, I said, well, I don't know the difference between when I say it or when he says, but all I know is it came out. I said, co-create yourself with God so you can co-create things in the world, right? Co-create yourself with God so you can co-create things in the world. And what I mean by that is, when you do the self-work and when you tap into the God within, you're co-creating yourself with God. Now, when you give credit to God, you let God step in 
to actually do the work. That's when you open up your heart. When you co-create in a world with God, you let the intuition, which is the light that God places upon your path to direct you, you let that spark you to do and launch things. So you co-create yourself, you recognize who you truly are, which is, uh, which is a sentient being who can create great things out here. So you co-create yourself with God and then you co-create in the world. What do I mean co-create? Nothing comes within, nothing just simply comes from us. We don't simply, like, we are not, like, we think we're creating everything, but we are not creating everything. We're co-creating it. The only thing is we're not giving credit to the co-creator. We're taking all the credit. So that's why I always say gratitude to God for allowing me to share this message. So you get an amazing idea. I've, I've had so many great ideas and I've written them down, right? And you get an amazing idea, you write it down and you're like, where did this idea came from? Like today I woke up from my sleep and I was like, every day I wake up with a new awakening. It's like I went to sleep, I went to God, I had dreams and I came out with an idea. And then you're like, okay, I'm gonna go put this idea out. So you start to set your goals, you start to set your, your steps but you didn't realize that where did the idea came from? So I have a quote where I say that God answers our prayers in the form of ideas, but we don't listen to our own ideas. Hmm. God is answering your prayers in the form of idea. We're not setting the goals. We're not dissecting the idea to actually make that idea become a reality. Or worse off, we're not co-creating with the creator. And what do I mean co-creating with the creator? We're, we're just using intellect and we're not using intuition. Okay, and it's a word. We're just using intellect and we're not using intuition. We're trying to break everything down with a knife. Or let me, let me, let me, uh, let me cut this down into pieces, into practical steps. Now we live in a world where everybody just want practical steps and nobody wants to do the self work to have that light, right? I don't just operate out of practical steps. I love getting the practical. Here's how to do one, two, three, four, five, six. But I develop intuition. So it's so different because practical steps is somebody else says, this is what has worked for me, this is what to do. Intuition is, this is what, like, I, like, I showed up three days, let me give you a testimony. I was talking about how bees resemble anxiety in your belly and how butterflies resemble excitement and how bats resemble fear. And then I saw a show on TV and the representation for anxiety was bees. I was like, wow, I've never read this in a book. I've never uh, heard anybody say it, but I intuitively I felt that the feeling in my belly when it's anxiety, it feels like bees. Like they're buzzing and my skin feels like buzzing. And I realized that fear is a lot like bats. They're like, at one point, they're all still in a dark room. Like you can't really see the future. You're stuck in that room, which is very fearful or worrying. And then all of a sudden, sometimes the bat just fly, fly and then it just startles you. That's what fear does. 
And then I found out what I, uh, along with the help of God, I re recognized that butterflies are very graceful. So when you're excited, butterflies are in your stomach. It feels, it feels good. Like, ooh, I can't wait. Uh. <laughs> so I came up with that intuitively, how I felt and how I've seen nature. I didn't read it. Now I'm gonna write that down in a book. I saw it in a TV show and I'm like, wow, where did that information come from? Well, there's two ways to get informed. You can learn from somebody else who got through their intuition or you could go straight to the source. And lately what I've been doing is I've been opening up my third eye, so I go straight to the source. So now you're wondering, hey, wait, where is this all stuff coming from, Ed? How are you able to put this in words? Uh, intuition. So the word is, as you formulate your goals, don't just tap into steps. Let's tap into the intuition. What is tap into? Tap into. Ishin. Tap into. Intuition is about tapping into the infinite source of wisdom. If you can hear my voice, you're tuning in to the Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation Podcast. And I wanna thank you for taking the initiative to grow holistically and invite you to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. I wanted to talk about goals, but that's not what we're supposed to talk about today, I guess. Intuition is tapping into. Intuition is tapping into what's already the wealth of wisdom that lies within you. There was there was a time where I didn't necessarily know how I was going to do this, right? And I would listen to speakers like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Eric Thomas, to name my favorite. And I'd be like, wow, these are some amazing speakers. I listened to them day in, day out. I promise you. I don't know anybody that listened to as much motivational messages as I. I don't know anybody who have read as many books because I, I haven't been in their experience. I just read a whole lot, listen a whole lot. And then I used to think, how will I ever be like them? I was like, man, I will never, ah, dang. How can I speak like Jim Rohn? He's so descriptive. I was like, Tony Robbins, he's so powerful, Les Brown. And I wanted to be like them so bad. But then I realized that all they did for me was they took me out of my current story. They painted a new story. They did it so powerfully and they shared a piece of themselves. So while I thought I should be them, they were just releasing who I was, who I already am. They're just releasing my potential. They're just bringing light to me. And then what I found out was, wow, the same light within them is within me. So now instead of like wanting to be like Jim Rohn, I found out that I can communicate in my own way intuitively. So I wanted to remember what they would say, but now I don't even have to remember anything. I don't even have to have topics. I just need a word. I need a word. What's the word? And then from the word, I need to be in my authentic self and I need to flow. Not wanting to impress you not wanting to make you think that I'm the big mantra man, which I don't do. Authentically express a piece of my spirit to you. And all of a sudden I found out that when you connect 
when you allow intuition to lead you, then you don't necessarily use your intellect to break down information intuitively. Everything just gets molded and you bring it out here. So what are the ideas that God has blessed to you? The solutions you've been searching for has came in ideas. And I'm asking you, are you going to take these ideas and let them be a wondering general thing? Or are you going to make them specifically a meaningful specific idea like Zig Ziglar said? Are they going to be a one? Are you they're going to be wondering general ideas or are they going to be very meaningful to you and specific? So let's go through the whole smart goal thing. Smart goal. And my idea is I'm going to show it, share it to you in a different light. So first of all, we're going to think about a road traveled. The S is going to be where you headed, the specific direction. And I'm going to go right there. This is your S. This is your compass. That's the S, the specific direction, the specific goal. Now, the vehicle is the, is the actions, right? The fuel, the steps. So I'm gonna go to Acapulco. I'm using Zig Ziglar's analogy because I love when I put them in it because it just keeps ranking history. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go to Al Acapulco. This is my destination. Well, I'm gonna need a car. I'm gonna need some snacks on the way and I need to make sure I get a tune-up fuel gas. So my goal is to go to Acapulco. This is what I need. Or, and then you're gonna have uh, measurable so you need a time specific so you're like okay i'm gonna go to apokogo june 20th i'm gonna need a b c d and then now not only do you need that but you need something to pull you to acapulco so i added something different i added a y because this is very this will enhance my experience blah 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 right that's the why so you have the destination you have the actions and then you have what pushes you to actually make it a reality. But then you need the illumination. That's the intuition that's going to guide your path. A road traveled, you're going to have nighttime, you're going to have daytime. So sometimes you're going to be able to see, but other times it's going to get dark. So as you set your goals, it's not always going to be like a light, enlightened path. Sometimes it's going to get really dark. So we need enlightenment. We need a lamp to guide our path. That's what intuition is. So not only do we have a destination, not only is it measurable and time specific, but we need the guidance. This is the self-cultivation. This is the work you do to open up your third eye. This is the work you do to communicate with God. This is the work that you do to elevate your spiritual being. So this is how you illuminate the path. So as you set the goals to go there, what clarity you need so that you can actually go there. The clarity you get are the micro goals that fuels the major goal. If I need to go to Acapulco and I need to save this much money to do it, then there are different things I need to save money. Now it turns out saving money to some people, okay, let, let's be completely transparent. I'm not gonna use it some people. I have, I've in the past, I have a lot of problems with saving money. I'm working on it myself, 100% true. So you're like, okay, if I want to go to Acapulco, right? My dream, if I want to build a community of people who can grow together, I need to build income 
That way I can invest the income into the brand so that I can invest into the people. But it's not just I need the income, I need to make sure that it's not dripping out. So now, okay, I need the money. But now I need to go deeper. There's another thing underneath it. These, this is what enlightenment allows you to see. Now, relationship with money is so psychological. Now, there was a time in my life where so many creditors were calling me, right? I've been an entrepreneur since I was like in middle school. Started selling patties when I was uh, in high school to start my videography business, which led to a whole lot of other things. But I'm not going to go into that. So I found I, I discovered that in doing that, I realized that you need a third component. There are psychological things that happen. So here's what happened. I, 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 my amygdala registered in habit. And I've heard people say this too, and I relate to it so much. And this is what it is. I wouldn't look at my bank account. I was so scared to look at my bank account because if I look at it, first of all, I had a point where I was overspending, right? I would have money in it. So I would start the pattern of just spending and not looking because I don't want to see how bad I'm doing. So I, I develop a habit of ignoring, right? Ignoring my bank account, ignoring the creditors. So that was my coping mechanism. I want somebody to hear this word because I know I'm not the only one. I've been, I've been an entrepreneur since middle school, but I've been really all out entrepreneurs five, since six years or five years. And I would do these things to ignore, but then ignoring it, I got in a trance of ignoring. That's called an ignorant trance. And it's not that you don't know. It's not like ignorance when you don't know better, but it's ignorance when you get in the trance of ignoring what you should know. By just one action step, that's the ignorance. So I got myself in an ignorance, which means I ignored and I got in the trance of just ignoring. Every it just kept happening. So I needed to get in touch with that. I needed to heal from a amygdala trauma. How did I manage to do that? Well, it took breathe, it took a lot of breaths. I had to breathe deep every time I realized that spark. And then I had to breathe deep and I had to remind myself that what will happen if you check? What will happen if you don't check? Then I will check. And I, as I kept doing that, as I kept doing that more and more, I kept checking. I realized that I started to unwire the amygdala response. Your amygdala is almost automatic. Your bank account can bring you a stress response that's very like, um, that's almost anxiety provoking. And you're not necessarily knowing of that. And you're like, I want to go to Acapulco, but I need to save money. Like, or, okay, better yet. New Home Secrets is out here. Make sure you check out New Home if you want to buy a home. She's, the, she's an amazing person that will educate you on how to do so. You want to buy a new home. Perfect. All right. I'm going to buy a new home. I need to save money. It's so funny because this is the subject that has been in the, in the um, recently. I guess that that impact that uh, kind of got into my subconscious. But I'm gonna take you back into the subconscious scripts. So when we set a major goal, there's a minor goal, but then there's a thing behind it. This is the work, right? This is where I come through, right? So where we do practical action steps, somebody says this is how you save money. Mindset. This is why you should do that. And, and then you're like, okay, I try, I try, I try, but still something's holding me back. This is where the soul set or the, this is where your scripts come in, your script sets, your set of scripts, your amygdala response. So this is where we need to heal. So 
a lot of your goal, it could be losing weight, can, it has a, something way deeper. So I help people do that work, the deeper work. So behind your goals, if you go underneath it, there's an internal conflict. So I want you to really think about the internal conflict and start to heal from it. So the idea of I want to buy a home, but I need to save money. But the reason why I'm not saving money is because literally not only the poverty mindset, but I literally get an anxiety attack every single time I open up my bank account. So that was something that happened to me for years and I finally overcame it. And then now that's one of the things that's changing my life. So as you go through your breakthroughs, as you grow in life, what I, what I found out was, and I keep saying what I found out, that's, this statement is very powerful because this is what I experienced. What I found out was as you grow in life, you start to realize that it's much deeper than what it, what it seemed like. And that you get scars along the way that determine what you do. So like some scars are failures and you take it and you're just like, man, you know what? I'm never going to do that again. Or some scars are like completely mental. You know what I mean? It's like you lost something during it. But some people look at their scars and they turn it into a war story. Right? This is what I do. I turn, I turn my scars into a war story, right? I went out on the field, man. I literally went and took it in. You know, I did the whole entrepreneurship boy. Like, damn, E.T. <laughs> I did the whole entrepreneurship thing. And I, I went out and I just, I did it. I went all out, I quit my job. I, I ended up like being homeless, sleeping in my car. And I'm like, yo, this was tough. So I had scars. And then I, I, instead of looking at the scars as things to be ashamed of, instead of covering it up like I used to, I just started to roll up my sleeves and start to get down to business. And now I'm not only rolling up my sleeves and getting down to business, but I'm out here showing, telling people war stories. I'm like, yo, you remember this car here? I remember when I was a kid, the bike fell and hit me right here. But here's what I learned. I learned uh, that's not the right way to ride a bike. <laughs> like, hey, uh, Last year, I did this horrible mistake in my relationships. You know what I learned? Uh, don't do that again. So I found out that's where true wisdom is. So I feel like I'm always gonna fall off sometimes, fall off the, the bike or fall off, but then I turn these, uh, these scars into war stories. So some people will be like, man, this reminds me how, how bad it was. And I look at it, I'll be like, yo, this reminds me how strong I am. Mm how strong I am because, hey, look, I was blushing blood and I'm still living, I'm still going through. It was tough, it was hard, but I'm still pushing through. I used to be CEO ambitionist and now I'm the holistic motivator. It's your scars that's gonna bring it all together for you. So don't look at the pain as a burden, but grow through the pain. That's my first book coming out, 2021, baby. That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator. And I want to thank you for joining in on this growth session. Uh, every day I get here to share a piece of my life, I am so happy. Um, one of the major things that I am, that I, the way I've grown is I've learned how to be authentic, right? Uh, like I can be like for instance sometimes I'll be like I can be weird 
I can be very laid back, very chill. But I remember where, when I used to be very like this. My face was worn. I had a, uh, somebody said you keep having um, a resting RBF face. <laughs> I used to have the craziest RBF face. But as I opened up and as I opened um, up, I started to realize that this is the only way I can touch the world is one, don't close myself so that I can, I realize the same walls I put up to protect myself from being vulnerable is are the same walls that I put up to contain myself and then now I can't spread my light right so some of you I've, I've only touched you because I've gotten rid of the RBF face because man y'all see my RBF face bro if you see it you oh it just died on me Instagram just died if y'all see my RBF face you do not want to deal with that one all right, so anyways, gratitude for everybody watching. Gratitude, you have a blessed day. You have a blessed day, all right? So if you want to subscribe to this podcast, go to edtalksdaily.com and subscribe. And make sure you leave a review and comment and share to a friend. Do the whole nine mile, all right? And if you want to join the tribe of people who are growing every day, you want to do the meditation, the exercise, the fitness, the food, the herbs, and join the seven-day detox program, you want to join. Hey, you, you, you want to, you want to join by going to click the website below. All right. So, have a great rest of your day. That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. Remember, you have the unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you want and create the person you want to be. But first you gotta believe it in order to achieve it. And until then, the world forever miss all your talents, all your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So remember, remember, let your light shine. Don't hide it, don't dim it. Peace. Thank y'all for watching here. I really enjoyed, I, I have so much fun being myself. Why didn't I do this sooner? Oh, everything happened at this right time, right? I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.